0: Hi, and welcome to the Reclamation Project Podcast. We are so glad that you're here, that you're listening, and hopefully that you are part of the conversation. We're in coronavirus quarantine right now, Gary and I. And uh, I don't know what week this is, probably six, seven. It's in the yeah. middle, end of April. Geez, almost
1: 44 days. So, whatever that divide by seven, uh, it's about five, yeah, five or six.
0: So, we're zooming and recording and trying to figure out how to do this. Um, and we don't know when this will drop, so quarantine may be over by then. I don't know, um, but we're in a really weird, um, unforeseen time—a a time that many of us never thought would come. Uh, an environment that's just out of the ordinary and um, a little inconvenient, uh, and, and people are feeling inconvenienced. And, and we're starting to see protest, wanting to go back to normal life, and we're starting to see people get angry and restless and wanting out of their houses. And, and it's just a a really weird, frustrating and crazy time that we're in during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, but we also think it's a pretty cool time. It's a pretty cool time to, to get back to basics, to, to, to kind of have, um, to, uh, a rebirth, to have a, a time where we can just take that breath of fresh air because we've been just going and going and going every single day. And we can see things from a different perspective. We can have a rebirth a, um, for lack of a better term, a church term, a revival of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we can learn about ourselves, our spouses, our families, who we are, what we want to do. And we can have that revival in our lives that, that, change that, that catalyst that, that makes us grow and become better. And so I think we have this, this time right now where we can do some amazing things or we can sit and we can wallow in frustration and agony. Um, and and that's what we want to talk about today is how do we take this frustrating, hurtful, painful, crazy time and make it more fruitful make it better and make ourselves better through it and and just have that breath of fresh air and become revived in this newness of life. Yeah.
1: I mean, the word revival or renewal has the connotation that something is dead or dying. (laughs) That's why it needs revival. Something doesn't need revival if it's not dying, if it's at its pinnacle. So, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking that, um, you know, you're talking about people protesting and then people always take sides. I think, uh, I was thinking about that the other day watching the protest. I think at a core level, it's just uh, we're kind of selfish and entitled beings, especially in this one of the greatest countries in the world. And I don't think people like losing control. We're such control freaks, all of us. And so for someone to say, stay in, uh, someone to say, wear a glove, wear a mask, is like we automatically rebel against not having control. And when you rebel against that, you don't, use your common sense. you know. Uh, I wear a mask a lot of times, sometimes I don't. I, and when I don't, I practice all the other uh, social distancing and don't touch and touch my face and I wash my hands and I do all that, but it's not about, I think a lot of this stems from our lack of control. And I think it takes that. If you read about revivals, it takes losing control to realize, oh my gosh, I can't do it. And then the next step for us would be God you know, where else can we go? Even Peter said. So when I, when I were looking at revivals, I was looking at like all some of the great revivals. And it's interesting, almost all, well, at least top five great revivals were either preceded right before or right after a major uh, pandemic, a major war. It was something big. Uh, God either prepared you in advance for that or used the idea to bring about revival. And so we've always said, uh, it's all about mindset so how you look at this is up to you it's up to me and if I like as you pointed out I can sit here and feel sorry for myself and I may have a day or two you know as I got a little cabin fever but if you look at the bigger picture what I think we're going to try to do today even the coronavirus God could use uh, as we were talking off air personally and uh, in our community um, in our church and so I think we're going to try to pick a few of those points out and see if we can't uh, bring those to your attention.
0: Yeah, and I think two other words that we can use is um, revolution and reforming. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that those are two things that we've seen in history as well as, you know, you have the Industrial Revolution. You have um, these different ages of revolution that happen. You have the Reformation you know, back in the, what was it, 1800s? 15. 1500s. I was going to say 16, but then I thought I was wrong and went 18. <laughs> so <laughs> we had the Reformation where there was reform happening because there was this new idea. And how do ideas get birthed? It's out of th- this this wanting to make things better, you know, not wanting to mm-hmm. just continue the same way. And I think what this time right now is going to do is it's going to teach us that we can't continue to do things the same way. Businesses are going to go by the wayside. Um, the way of life is going to go, by the way. So, I mean, maybe our culture will start wearing masks like the, you know, Eastern culture has for years. Maybe we'll Mm -hmm. not be able to shop in stores anymore and everything will have to be delivered. Maybe commercial, you know, buildings and commercial real estate starts to go. the wayside because people realize hey you know what people can actually do this from home why are we paying this huge overhead for buildings yeah and people are going to start having new ideas of how to live life differently yeah and that's going to be very cool but out of that we can also decide to live our lives differently Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so i i think there is this reformation of self there's this revolution of self you know as we're sitting in our homes we can start seeing this revival of ourselves, this, this physical, emotional, mental health kind of revival of ourselves and how we do things. Yeah. We can change how we do things with our families, within ourselves. I mean, how many people are reading books nowadays that weren't reading books before who are who, who have time yeah. to do things that they didn't have time to do before? When I worked from home for the first three days of this, I realized I have an extra roughly hour, hour and a half that I'm not driving, yeah, you know, yeah. into work. So now I have this time to do stuff. So I got up and actually hung out with my kids, you know, rather than just waking up, jumping in the shower, then jumping out the door and yeah. into the car and to work. Yeah. The first hour, you know, I woke up, I was able to hang out with my kids. I did that this morning, you know, even though I was going into work. But yeah, this new environment, this new society that we're going to be in coming out of this, that we're in right now, is going to cause us to be able to revive ourselves, our family, our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health. Yep. So how can we do some of that?
1: Uh, and somewhere the word different got a bad connotation as being bad. Or change. Oh yeah, or change. And different doesn't mean bad and change doesn't mean bad. So before I touch on the per, uh, a personal piece, let me say as to things look different, I thought it was interesting. I read an article, because churches are gonna look different after this. How they do churches, do you need this gigantic 17-acre uh, campus? Uh, almost all the churches reported who have had video Easter services that their numbers were up on Easter Sunday compared to the last six Easter. So the amount of people who watched them online was greater than their attendance over the last few years. And I think if there's a smart guy out there, he's reading that, you know, he's le- reading those tea leaves and saying, we may have to do church different. Uh, So yeah, as you're saying, business and uh, commerce and all that's going to change. But initially, we're going to start with changing us. Um, So when you're sitting there and and we're a little anxious because we don't know, you go through this, I go through this wave where I watch TV, I'm reading everything about it. Then I'm like, take a break. I don't even want to hear the word Corona. I don't even want to see one in my refrigerator. You know, (laughs) Everything's got to go. And then I go back because I'm curious and it's back and forth. But you do start to get a little introspective at those moments. And uh, you start asking questions that I think lead to revival in this. I, I just finished, again, uh, there are certain books I read every couple years. And Eli Weasel, uh, Victor Frankl's book called Man's Search for Meaning. It's a man who was trapped in Auschwitz and and, and made it through. Dad, mom, sister all died. And he, and he said he believes in everyone is a search for meaning like why why am I here and you do ask those questions like is this all life is my boat in the driveway that I can't use my uh 3,800 square foot house that seems way too small now that we're trapped in it uh and all these things you start to question I think that's good it's not a bad thing I think uh, I think uh, it's a good thing we've said before that you know self-help industry a one billion dollar industry is all it's mostly bs but Self awareness. Taking a look at that, I think that's a, I think that's a gift God God gives us to do. So, what have you have you done any introspection in in some of your caged in time? Although you're working too, so it, it's got a little different for
0: you. Uh, well, I'm essential apparently, um, which yeah. I, I'm glad to have a paycheck. I never
1: thought I would say those words, but <laughs> Jeremy is essential.
0: I mean, I, yeah, I, I get to work, and you know, I think that that's one thing that, you know, maybe people are realizing is wow. You know, working is actually yeah. uh, not just a, a chore or uh, something I have to do, but it's actually something I get to do. Kind of, and a and gift I what yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what we we see. I mean, we we had two birthdays in my well, four birthdays in my house last um, my family yeah. last week. Yeah, um, mine, my son's, my dad's, and my sister in law, and we realized that hey, we don't we're we're not able to see each other, you know, mm-hmm. we're not able to, to celebrate together. Um, and, uh, that's just different. I mean, we get to get together and have family time, you know? So I yeah. think it's, it's more of, I, I guess, looking at things from a, pro, a perspective that I don't have to do things. I get to do things, you yeah. know, things I once saw as chores, you know, I now see as, man, I, I get to do this. I mean, one of the big things for me, you know, even just recently in the last couple of weeks has been, you know, I, I who knows if coronavirus is going to hit me, you know, and how will my body react to it? I better dang straight, take, take this time to enjoy my kids, yeah. enjoy my wife, enjoy, not sit on my phone. I mean, I still do it. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but not, yeah, try try to put down my phone more and, And enjoy this time, you know, not just let it let let it slip by because I don't know if something's going to happen to me or anyone else. You know, enjoy. Yeah. You know, I I can talk to my parents, talk to my brother, talk to my sister. Some people don't have that luxury anymore, you know, because of this virus or because, you know, they thought, hey, you know, everything's fine. But they didn't realize that they only had a couple more days. You know, it's just. There's so much we take for granted. And I think that's the thing that I've become aware of is there's so much we take for granted just the next day we take for granted, just the next moment we take for granted. And it could all be gone in, in less than four or five days.
1: You said something a couple podcasts ago, because when we a couple weeks ago when we started this whole uh anxiety and the coronavirus, uh you kind of challenged me to like, let's let's reach out to people we don't normally reach out to. And I mean I in the yeah. busyness of my life, I just never did. But I've been texting brother-in-laws because you were saying how you've been doing your your nieces and your nephews. So my sister-in-law who has been my sister-in-law for 43 years of our marriage. Uh, I started texting her every day to say, she's got really bad asthma. she would be in the high risk category. So I text her and say, how yeah. are you doing? And the first time I text her two days in a row, she's like, what's wrong? Is, is something the matter? <laughs> like it was such a shock that I text her. Yeah, I started texting my mother-in-law. I text my sister and, and, it feels really good to do that, you know. And, and then I realized, oh, I asked myself, why haven't I been doing that? And this this yeah. needs to be my new norm, you know. If Corona's going to change anything, it's going to change me. This is going to be one of my new norms: to stay con in connection with you know my immediate family and people I care about. And so, you know, thank yeah. you for mentioning that was a challenge that I actually I bit off and did it. So,
0: well, what, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say this too: is one of the things that. That I decided a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if I'm gonna, you know, it's kind of like a diet—you get on it, you get off of it, right? Um, right. But I'm, uh, I'm really trying to look at life differently. And I, I said this—I said when I turned forty, which I did last week. Um, Not that bad. Yeah. Well, but but I just said I don't want this year to be like the previous years where I just I. Heck, I am wired to want to sleep all the time. I'm wired to want to sit down, lay down, watch TV, not do anything, not think um, when I'm away from work, you know, or. Yeah. Well, that's basically it. When I'm away from work, I don't want to think. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I've realized that I just don't want this next year to slip by. I want to. It, my, my term was I want to attack it. I want to take advantage mm. of the moments that I have. Uh, of the things that I can do. Um, and it's been hard because the first week I'm changing anxiety medicine, medicine, and it's just knocking me the crap out, you know, and, um,
1: tired and, and yeah, all,
0: all, all last weekend. I'm just no like, yeah. I'm laying on my bed. My wife's graciously letting me sleep, you know, and, um, I'm just, I, I don't want to waste this time, but at the same time I've been so exhausted because of this medicine, uh, at least I yeah. think that's what it is. Um, but nonetheless is, it gave me this new perspective is I, I just want to really take advantage. Uh, again, I use the word attack, attack this year, uh, with purpose rather than just letting moments slide by. Um, and I've really been trying to do that even leading up to the 40th birthday. As I said, I, I just want to be aware. I want to be in the moment rather than thinking past the moment or in the past <laughs> before the moment, yep. um, which I tend to do because of time travel love it um but uh I, I just want moments to mean something I want every second I have to mean something because heck I'm 40 and I'm on the I'm on the back nine you know um uh, i give
1: me a break well then I'm standing next to the hole so that uh, you know like
0: you're on 17
1: you got, you, if you're if you live to be 90 you got 50 more years so you
0: know it's a red for what? me I, yeah. I Oh, okay. I'm, so, so here's the funny thing. On my mom's side, everyone lives to like close to 100. On my dad's side, his parents lived to like 64. So I'm one or the other.
1: About, yeah, you're about 75. You're going, yeah, <laughs> if you shoot the middle. No, you said something I think that was important. You said, I want to live with purpose. I think everybody would say that, but they're afraid because I don't think they know what their purpose is. How do you live something that you don't know? So were you trying to find it, then live it? Or, or did you define it as you lived that way?
0: Well, I just said, I mean, it's not like overall, here's my purpose, I'm going to go at it. It's, I just want the moments to matter. Purposeful, yes. Just, I want the moments to matter. I want to, instead of sitting on the couch when I get home, I want to have conversations with my kids. Instead of, you know, uh, the weekend going by and just, you know, lazily letting it go by, watching football on Sunday, hopefully in the fall, Mm -hmm. um, I want to go hang out with, you know, take hikes and, and go kayaking. And, you know, I, I'm 40 years old and I started rollerblading again. The first time I fell on my head and started bleeding (laughs) from the head. Um, but since I have gotten a helmet and I have pads coming and I'm taking up rollerblading again, because I just, I want to get in cardio and I want to, I want to, take my time and make purpose out of it. I don't want to sit on Twitter, which I've already started doing the last week. I don't want to sit on Instagram, which I've already started doing. I don't want to just waste time watching Netflix, which I've already started doing, but all in all, I want to make this year count. I want to make today count. I want to make the time that I have outside of work count because I think that that we get so bogged down with work and careers and, money coming yeah. in and money going out that we often forget that we are working, you know, to enjoy life, not, yeah. you know, not working just to survive life. And I think that's where yeah, that, I've gotten is it's, it's been survival. It's been yeah. surviving rather than thriving. And I think that yeah. that's the the revival, the reformation, the revolution that I'm trying to create in my life is instead of yeah. surviving, Let's actually do something with it and make this life lived rather than survived.
1: So revival or renewal or change is always preceded by, uh, by thinking the change in thinking. And it's been really inspiring to see businesses who've had to think outside the box, how to stay there, how they want to do it. If they're going to set up outside and just do delivery, people are getting creative and they have to think out of the box. That's, that precedes change and revival. So, I'd, you know, in my life, i would had, I keep, I sometimes over, sometimes, I, I most of the time overthink stuff. Then I, it seems to take me to a downward slope. So I've been really proactive about thinking positively. In fact, um, I don't really even do my social media. My daughter is, but she's been taking some quotes from what I've written. And the other day we posted that God will not violate our free will by mandating or coercing us. To think about the ways he knows is advantageous for us. He just simply leads us to Philippians four eight and says, think on these things. So I've been trying to do that. Intentional about being positive. Intentional about thinking of those things that are lovely and true and admirable and honest. And it, ch- it does change you from the inside out. My fear that I, and I always listen to the little red Gary over here who says, yeah, you keep doing this, but if uh D- Governor Ducey releases this on Friday, you know you're going to stop this. <laughs> and I'm thinking that's kind of been sometimes the pattern you said up and down, up and down. So what you're saying is I heard you say, if you want to finally learn how to master a year instead of let a year master you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's, you brought up businesses and they're trying to learn new ways to do things. You know, it's not yeah. the status quo. Yeah. I mean, national treasure, if you remember at the end, that that's a status yeah. quo, um, yeah. you know, it, it's not the status quo anymore. It's, it's the, um just the the we have this opportunity to do new things to reinvent ourselves to reinvent our relationships to reinvent our family to to start building good habits new habits you know i mean mm-hmm. one that um i should but don't is i should really learn how to eat from home rather than eat out right um this whole delivery craze is really messed me up there because it's so much easier to get food. Right. So I do that at work a lot, which I shouldn't because I don't think it's as healthy from a coronavirus standpoint. Um, and also I don't, um, I, I don't think it's, uh, it's good, right. It's not good for me, but we can learn new habits. We can learn new ways of doing things. We can be creative in how we do things. I mean, we can decide to go hike and never have hiked before, you know, with our family. We can decide to go do picnics in the park, you know, down the street in our neighborhood. Um, the other week we decided to go just on a nature walk through a, through a, a park, you know, and there wasn't very many people there, so I felt good about it. But, man, I was like, I had anxiety like crazy. Oh, this is when I was switching <laughs> my meds again. But, yeah. you know, to yeah. see my kids just loving nature, but I had a hard time enjoying it. But thinking back on it's it like, My kids enjoy nature. We can become the people we want to become because we have this fresh newness that we can we can say, okay, what do I want to create out of this new clay rather than just say, okay, let's just build up what was there before. You know, this is a this is a pinnacle. This is a a tipping point in our world, in our life, in our society. And we can do something drastically more creative, different, uh, intentional. Uh, than we ever have before, just like these businesses are doing, but in our home lives and in our in our own lives, yep. um, and and yep. make this life the way that we wish it would have been. You know, the, to to take this point to change things for the better, and I think that's where the revival and then is. The,
1: then the job would be, and the reason there needs to be uh, several revivals through the years is because somewhere, look at the book of Judges. We were talking about that. God spared them there, indre- and then, oh, they all lived good, and then all of a sudden they slid back. I mean, so if, if the first revival would have accomplished its purpose, there would have never been a second revival. So our our job at hand is once I learn these new traits, and I'm loving spending time with my family, to make sure they continue and everything goes back to normal. That, that That's actually going to be harder than living in the in the quarantine, I think,
0: for, for me. What are you thinking? Yeah, now's a good time to plan that, is how are we going to yeah. to make this Definitely. last? You know, I mean, yep. I, I think first starts with doing it rather than just talking about yep. it. I I think the biggest thing for me through the years has been uh, paralysis by analysis. Right. I just sit there and I think yep. about all the things I want to do rather than start doing them, um, which is yep. why I'm very excited to get my stuff this weekend for rollerblading. Right. Because I just want to start doing <laughs> it um, and hopefully yep. it lives up to the expectations. But I think we can we can try new things and we can say, Nah, that's you know, hey. This thing right here, that's not really something that we're going to be able to sustain. So let's just move that out of the way. Okay, what are the things that we can sustain? You know, I mean, you might not be able to sustain. We're going to uh, decide to just, you know, turn off technology. You know, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. That might not be sustainable. It might be sustainable. Correct. Who knows? We might not be able to sit down and do a family dinner each night. It might be sustainable, it might not. Maybe more realistic expectation is okay. We're going to do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or we're yep, going to do absolutely. it. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um. So I guess I guess it's it's finding out what you want to mold that clay into, but not only what do you want to mold that clay into, but what can you sustain? What can you build up as support systems to keep that sustaining too? You know, what are realistic goals rather than fantasy goals? Yeah right yeah um because and and then
1: in that go ahead i was
0: just gonna say when things go back to normal as normal as they can get you're not going to be able to do a lot of these things so they need to be things that you know you can keep doing
1: yeah it's funny because as i was introducing some new things for me uh i was reading through how many days does it take to create a habit so i read one it said it takes 30 days to do something and it creates a habit then i read another one that says it takes 22 days and then the one i read today it said it only takes 15 days to do something for you have a habit so of course i thought well i could do the 15 days that just seems easier but when you create a yeah. new habit then you increase the likelihood you're going to sustain that you know when it's when it's done and that's like i said that's going to be the harder challenge than being quarantined and in that uh i don't want to lose the point that this is where personal revival and the spiritual revival kind of come together sometimes in the quietness we let god speak to us how he wants us to change or or move you know we did uh this coronavirus didn't invent social distancing god did hey moses go up in the mountain hey elijah go sit in the mountain hey noah go in the ark you know we didn't this social distancing just wasn't created and in those times of separation and god got him alone yeah he spoke to him you know and so i've been asking for that like in this, some of my alone times, like instead of me blabbing all the time and talking, speak to me, you know, and I'll lay there and not say a word, which is not easy for me and uh, say, talk to me, let me know. Cause I am clueless right now, you know? And so I'd love to give you some hard concrete things he's told me, but I'm thinking they're coming. That's what I'm thinking, but I want that to be a new habit for me. So that's where this personal uh, renewal for me, which is good. I, I was just telling my wife the other day when I was a pastor, I used to love to study. I actually loved the study during the week more than getting on the stage and preaching. And I've found that, like, well, now that I don't have to study, then I don't have to study. You know, but but I, I missed it. And so I'm getting back into picking a topic and, and dig it in. I'm going to give this topic 100 hours. I'm going to give this. And again, that's been good for me. That's, re, that's rejuvenated some juices and kind of revived my uh, desire, personal desire to to know him more, you know? And so thank you. Thank you, coronavirus. <laughs> you know.
0: Uh thank you. Well and I, I think, you know, two of the other terms we could use here is um traditions from a family standpoint, right? We right. can create traditions, yep. we can create new things that we're about. Um, but from to what you said on the spiritual standpoint is is we can create new disciplines. We can create new things that Absolutely. we desire to do and and really want to incorporate in our lives and become disciplined in doing you know reading the bible's right. one oh my gosh um i was i was listening to a podcast by uh, friends of ours kyle's and kyle and dakota and i don't know if you've heard their new their new podcast um no but they have a podcast and it's episode yeah. three but um just listening to the first one i'm like man I I think back to who those two guys were when I was at church with them. And, um, you know, I think of where I was. and I was just like, I was just way more disciplined. I mean, I think some of it was because I felt like I had to do it um, rather than wanted to do it. Some
1: of our religious baggage added to that.
0: But, man, you know what? I read the Bible a lot. I studied a lot, just like you just said, right? And I listen to these guys, and I'm like, Wow. Man, what if I would have kept on that tra- trajectory, you know, uh, of just the personal yeah. disciplines, not necessarily tr- the church stuff, but what if I would have right, stayed right. on the trajectory of the the personal disciplines? Man, I need to get back to that, you know. That that's kind of been the revelation for me is I listened to them and I thought back to, them and I was just like, Kyle was an intern when I was an intern, um Dakota was just a a kid coming over to to go to college, and and I listen yeah, these guys yeah. and I'm just like, I know they're not perfect, okay. Yeah. Um, but man, they, they really do a lot more, you know, just from what I hear here, they do a lot more God seeking than I do uh, on a day to day basis. At least, I mean, I pray yeah. every day. I, I, you know, I actually pray not just like rhetorical prayer, you know, repetitive prayers, but yeah, I, I just feel like, although some of them are, are repetitive, um, lately, like please <laughs> yeah. help me not to get the coronavirus. Um, but, um, yeah. But at the same time, uh, I, I just I feel the need to to seek out. So so like after I listened to this podcast, I said, you know what? I really need to start getting my kids in church. I need to start getting myself in church you know, not to go to church, you know, um, but right. there needs to be that fellowship. I've been fighting it for years and I talked to, yeah. I don't know, 10, 20 podcasts ago, you know, six months ago about how I started going going back to church. Well, I stopped again (laughs) and now I need to start again. You know, it's that diet thing again. Um, But, but that's what this reformation has taught me is, hey, this is a new beginning. This is a new time to start. So Jeremy, why don't you pick up that Bible that's sitting on your desk at work, you know, rather than just letting it sit there, accumulating dust. Why don't you pick it up more um, just beyond when you have to, uh, you know, go on a podcast or, you know, work through something for me that's when I pick up my Bible is when I'm working through stuff. And I think God knows that. So I don't want him to, you know, start making stuff happen in my life (laughs) to where I have to work through it (laughs) in order to get me to open up his word.
1: I'm not sure he listens to our
0: podcast. So I think you're Uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. But I I think that's the, the revival in me is, you know what? I have a chance to make things new in a spiritual way too. You know, I've been fighting church for years. I've been, wanting to stay away from the institution for years. I've been wanting God, but not the institution. And I think I said this a few months ago is I I think some of that has screwed up my kids, you know, is because I've been consistently saying with my pride is I I can do this without church. You know, I can, I can do this whole thing better than the church can the institution. And, and so let me try to figure this out. And I think, You know, it's just a matter of get involved, get, start getting these habits and these disciplines down again, you know, and then maybe God will bring something along the way that he pulls you to, but start moving so that you can have the things that you're saying you want rather than denying them in an institution that you say you don't.
1: No, then the institution just becomes our great excuse for not realizing any of these. And, and we both shared that, uh, what a lot, if you're a continued listener here, what you haven't heard is probably our first read podcasts that I don't know were ever aired because they were a pretty much mugging of the institution of the church. So we chose that better, you know, uh, wisdom took over ignorance and we didn't publish those, but in, but I've had some of those institutional feelings and angers, and, but I've actually gotten super excited about what God's doing to the institution. Now I've been talking to people who said they go to mega churches. Like I may never go back. What I love is they've, they've been thinking outside the box, they got 10 or 12 families. They start these watch parties. They watch it together. And then when the service is done, they all zoom together and talk about, you know, she said, one of the people in my my watch party, I've known at church for probably 11 years, and I've spent more time with her on coronavirus lockdown than I ever had. So I think God's, Mm -hmm. I think God's changing things in the institution too i'm so i'm i'm instead of being angry at it or hurt by it i'm kind of excited about uh what he's doing to it i think that's going to be part of this revival i think
0: well and that's what i like about the institution too is i think some of them are starting to think outside the box you know yeah. um i was talking to a buddy who lives in uh missouri and uh and we're talking through like how this looks after and he's like oh you got to go to church you got to go to church." That's that's biblical. And I'm just like, okay, show it to me. Um, but we talked through some stuff and I think we're on the same page in in terms of the, the iron sharpening iron, the, the gathering together. I just think it's in a small format that the Bible talks about. He thinks it's in a, in a macro, you know, format. Yep. Um, and, and for, for me, when I look at it is, I think some churches are doing some really cool stuff, but I also think we can continue to be creative and, as not even just an institution, but Christians, the church can continue to be creative in how we reach out to each other, how we communicate to each other during this time. I mean, it's very easy to sit back and just watch church on TV, which a lot of people do, um, and not do a single part of fellowship, you know, not reach out to people, you know, that are in your church body. Um, You may reach out to friends instead or, or whatnot, but having fellowship with people who are in your church body, you know, reaching out and saying hi and seeing how they're doing. Maybe they're, you know, people who live alone. Maybe they're people who um, are hurting. Maybe they're people who are freaking scared and have no one to really talk to about this. We can reach out and actually be the body of Christ and and be the iron sharpening the iron and be, be the people that go to each other and have communion with each other and have community with each other, like Acts 2 42 says, you know, where we can, we can do that through technology, through FaceTime, through telephone calls, through text messages, yep. through Zoom, through Facebook messenger, whatever. Right. And we can reach out to people who we normally wouldn't reach out to, but we Absolutely. know them, yep. you know, they might be acquaintances, um, and do that better. I, I think we can do some cool things like that, but, um, I think the pews of the church have often, or the chairs yeah. in the church have often kept us away from being, I guess that bold.
1: And for some churches, when they switched from pews to chairs, they thought that was revival and it's not. <laughs> no, I, I saw that. I saw this cool meme, a uh, cartoon meme where uh, there's a lot of park beds, and Jesus was sitting in there and, and Satan was sitting there and he looked at Jesus and said, I've just shut down 500,000 of your churches. And she said, no, you didn't. You just started them in 1.8 million homes around the world. And I'm like, what a great, yeah. that's a great perception. You know, what a great, what a great uh, way to perceive this again. So yeah, whenever we look at things, it's up to us to give it meaning, whether it's good, bad, um, uh, helpful or hurtful. And we kind of, uh, I never thought I'd be excited about coronavirus. I, you know what I think it does. We've talked about through all of our podcasts, um, uh, about relationships it's about relationships and i think now that people are quarantined i think people are are, are just jonesing for relationships you know and i yeah. think that, yeah. that that's going to be a good thing people are craving one-on-ones and and getting to know somebody and even if i didn't know them i'm just i'm talking to an actual human and uh we're making a plan to do something when lockdown's done i think i think there's some exciting things and and maybe it won't be revival in the classic you know like the welsh revival where the they get rid of every bar in town and they do, you know, I don't know if it's going to be that, but I think it's going to be a revival
0: of the way we think and do things. And that's why I think it's important that we move to do things differently and better as Christians, right? It is oh, absolutely. Yep. not only that, that concept of, of reaching out, but that that's what I like about some of these churches. Like I reached out to the pastor of the church that I go to on and off for the last eight years. I've probably been 10 times um, in the last eight years, but um I, I reached out to him. I said, Hey, do you have anything for kids? You know, because I really want my kids to start going, but they can't go. So let's get yeah. them, you know, some media or something that they can do. Um, you know, learn about Christ and learn about God's love. And and um he reached right out to me and said, Yeah, here you go. Boom, boom, boom. And uh wow. and, and I told him, I said, You know what I really like that you guys did? And I hope this survives the coronavirus. But they started doing this thing called the daily dose which is like a daily five-minute devotional. And I, I know some other churches did it, have done it too, but the thing I like about, about ours, or I say ours, but, but <laughs> that I like about that, the church that I follow, I guess, um, is, uh, is while they have the means to you know, do the mass-produced studio-quality stuff, they're just basically yeah. having people sit down with their iPhones in front you know in a chair in their house and and walk through first peter you know and I'm just like
1: i'd love that that yeah. feels
0: so authentic and natural and it's not like this huge long thing and i've seen others too i have a buddy um who I went to college and high school with who's a pastor over at another mega church and they did a really good one it was it was a little bit more studio quality but But I I hope Mm -hmm. that that continues because I I think that is shepherding people more than Sunday mornings, you know, is walking people through and helping explain to them a small piece of scripture rather than this large lecture, which that's a story for another time. I don't like the lecture format, but yeah, just that
1: the only detriment to this will be the ego of the senior pastor. Well, that will be the only roadblock and or uh, it's, it's more decor.
0: than it's more than the ego, though. I mean, it, it, it could not be an ego thing. It could be a uh, we just we've financial. always done it this way. You know, we're stuck in that, that, no. in how we do things. It could be um, a financial thing, you know, is to keep this thing running. Yeah. We need tithe and we're not getting tithe online, you know, and maybe I, I don't know. I mean, there's a, a million things that could be standing in the way I thought ego, too. But then I've re kind of reframed said, you know what? It's not all ego, you know, as much as, yeah. Yeah. you know, some of us who have been burned could think that, you know, um, it, there, there's a whole lot that goes into it. And I don't want to oh, yeah, pin it on a ego. A lot, lot of moving parts. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right.
1: It's a lot of-
0: but but I do believe that we have this opportunity to create newness. We have this opportunity as the institution, as the people to to do things differently, do our relationship with God differently. You know, the core is the same but the method in which we Absolutely. encounter God or show God to other people can be so different. And we just have to be willing, able, creative, and be able to listen to how God's leading us. And that to me yeah, is then, like then huge.
1: Consistent.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, oh, I, I was just going to say, it's like Martin Luther, you know, he said, Hey, we don't need to go to priest for, to, to confess. Yeah. That method yeah. is outdated. That method is made up. Let's, instead of doing that, let's do what the Bible actually says. And and what if we yeah. started reading the Bible and started becoming creative because of that?
1: Like well, I always like when we give personal um, uh, things that maybe people can vicariously learn from. So I'll tell you what I've been doing a little different. Um, I read this book uh, the first week. It was by Joseph Prince and I, I like him. Um, he's a real, he's a grace guy and it's called eat your way to a new life. I'm like, that's the last thing I need to do in a coronavirus is read a diet book. It has nothing to do with that. It's a book all about communion and, and the power of communion and how we've relegated it to just a monthly habitual thing we need to do. And so I, uh, I've i been doing communion every day in my little closet. I read and I take communion. And uh, I really feel a closeness, like I'm associating with, you know, thank you, your blood that saved me, and, and by your stripes I'm healed. That's what the cracker says. And, and it's, it's been revolutionary for me. It's, it's reinvigorated some of my, some of my desire for study. And, uh, again, I, I asked myself, will I continue to do this after? I hope it sets a, a, a course of discipline from now till I'm 104. That's what I hope. What have you done specifically, uh, that someone might say, Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I should try that.
0: I think the biggest thing for me, um, because I'm an introvert, has been trying to reach out more. You know, yeah. um, I, I kind of said to someone the other day at work was we're, they're having issues with somebody. And I said, you know what, this is their natural leaning is is that they do, they do things this way. Yeah. But with the coronavirus, it's easy to lean into your natural leaning and become more that way. Absolutely. Like me, it's easy yeah. to become more introverted because I'm forced to right. be introverted right now um it's easy and
1: in a in a world where i have no control this is where i do have control
0: yeah <laughs> and, know, and deciding so, if i want to be an introvert exactly and so i i can i can decide not to you know to become isolated become siloed to become this person who doesn't mm-hmm. talk to people who doesn't reach out to people i mean that's where my life has has been for a long time is i, I i've really leaned into introverting right um well i i think the thing is i really need to um become better at reaching out. And so that's what I've been trying to do. I mean, it doesn't have to be from a spiritual standpoint, um, but I think it, it enhances my yeah. spirit when I do it. Yeah, like I may just send a forward through text to my buddy, you know, and, and say, check this out. You know, um, uh, a lot of times that's office TV show related, but you yeah. know, it's just keeping that communication. Office? Yeah. Yeah um keeping yeah. that communication you know sending texting people um FaceTiming what it people it says is
1: jeremy it says jeremy thought about me that
0: moment yeah that's really what it says hopefully that's know? what it says but who knows it could yeah. just be jeremy decided to send me another forward like michael scott <laughs> um anyways uh but but yeah i mean my thing is i just want to stay in communication with people i don't want to uh, just lose communication I don't want I'm trying to be more intentional about communicating um yep you know and it doesn't have to be anything inspiring it doesn't have to be anything It just be like hey yep. how's it going okay yeah or in on you. here's a forward <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> which starts yeah. a conversation and often does yeah. um but but that's how I've been more intentional you know is is to do that and then um the other thing is I, I just wanna be like I said before is just become more intentional with the moments. You know, in a spiritual setting, you know, I, I want to become more intentional with my moments and not just yeah. um let them be hijacked by uh you know, my my leanings of introversion and is introversion a word it is now. Um yeah. <laughs> of, of no. introversion and uh phone aversion and TV aversion <laughs> and you know whatnot. But I want to be more intentional it doesn't always happen i'm not real great at it but i'm trying you know to be more intentional to be to 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 really seek out oh i pushed a button on the phone uh seek out uh really just seeking god i mean like i said from from kyle and dakota's podcast is it just made me think what what have i been doing with my trajectory towards god you know i yeah. feel like i have a good relationship with god but I feel like I had a better discipline towards being intentional about having a relationship with God yeah. Yeah. Um, before. So how do I do that better? I, I guess it's becoming yeah. self-aware. It might be something I'm doing too. Yeah. in, in yeah, all that as well.
1: And so if you look at, as we look at coronavirus and all the, what could be negative, you go back to, we mentioned every time we talk about reframing, we kind of bring up Joseph in Genesis 50 where he looks at his brothers and said, you meant this for evil, God meant this for good. So whether this is a natural pandemic or what all the other conspiracy theories, it doesn't matter. It's something bad in the world, but God can still use it for good. And tonight we're just talking about on a personal level, and maybe in our next few podcasts, we'll touch on all the other ones we thought we were going to be aggressive and cover tonight. So
0: yeah, well, and I'll, uh, I'll throw this out too, because this, this came to me earlier and I I don't know that it fits right here, um, but it fit before, um, is, uh, second Kings 22, I believe. Um, there's, there's the nation of Israel, right? And they've gone through good King, bad King, good King, bad King, good King, bad King. Uh, for years they had division. And then, uh, this eight year old comes on the scene named Josiah and they've built up all these monuments and all these uh, rituals and all these things that they do out of just how things have always been done, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, and then they're digging, and they find the law of Moses. And Josiah reads the law of Moses and so says, Wait, why are we doing all this junk? This isn't the way it was meant to be. We've just adopted all these rituals and all these statues and all these other things that we worship. And we've we've gone away from what we're supposed to be doing, which is what Moses says here. And he tears down all that junk and says, we're rebuilding. We're going to go. We're going to revive this nation. We're going to become uh, new. And I think that's exactly what this pandemic, like you said, it may be meant for. For Whatever. evil, but we can make it for good. You know, we yep. can do what Josiah did and say, "What is all this junk in my life? What is all this junk in my church? Yep. What is all this junk in my spiritual life that I've decided to do? Yeah, what's true absolutely. and what's yep. right, and what what is what are the things that should be rather than the things that are?" And tear down all the stuff yep. and start with a new foundation and start building from there. And I think that's what we're talking about is. Just having this rebirth, this renewness, this revival um, of who we are and what we're doing, and I think it can be yep. so much bigger um, than than what it is if we look at it from that perspective. You know, instead oh, of that lo- gets me
1: excited.
0: Yeah, instead of looking at it from the the oh woe is me, oh look what I get to do, I get to yep. start fresh. Let yep. me do something with this. And figure out what that is, figure out it's what's the, sustainable.
1: It's the question I ask every client when comes to me in a, with a problem. And I'll say, uh, wonder if this isn't happening to you, but it's happening for you. How does that change yeah. your perspective? And it changes your perspective greatly, you know? So yeah. we get to, we get to get, that's where, where, when Paul said to thank God in all things, like it's hard to do that. And sometimes I'll do it. Like I'm going to do it because you asked me to. I'm not extremely thankful right now, but I'm going to be obedient. And then later down the road, I realize, gosh, what a, what a great moment, you know. So let, let, let this be the beginning of some personal revival for, for those who listen to this.
0: Yeah, we also, you know, it's also hard to thank God when you're just trying to survive the day. Yeah. And now we have this chance to thank God for the, for the day that we're in and for the next day. You know, and I think that normally we wouldn't do that, right? Yeah. Normally we'd just be trying to survive. Today's Wednesday. I'm trying to survive Wednesday and trying to just live through to Thursday. Um, Living for the weekend. Yeah. yeah. But now now I'm thankful for Wednesday. I'm thankful for Thursday. I'm I'm thankful for every day that I have because all the stuff that's going around. So I I think we can become more gracious in that and we can see more revival um and newness in our lives
1: hey if anybody's listened to this and they've got some creative out of the box ways they're doing some of this i'd love to know about it yeah
0: definitely we want to hear from you guys um you yeah, can read please first of all i just want to say we haven't done this before but i'm going to do it on this episode the book that you were talking about um yes. the eating your way um Joseph Prince. Yeah. yeah. Which way to life? We're gonna put that in the show notes. We're gonna put a couple other things that we talked about in the show notes if you want to check them out. Um, we're we're gonna have them down there, just links to them so you can check it out if you want to. Um, but yeah, if you if you wanna share with us what you're going through, how you're quarantining, how you're becoming new, how you're having revival in your personal life, in your spiritual life, with God, however it is how you're, how you're building up this new way of doing life. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, you can do that a couple different ways. One is you can email us, um, go to our website, rppodcast.com. And there's a little tab that says email us. You can email us with, uh, just sharing that story. Um, you can, uh, get to us on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're going to put this video on YouTube hopefully, and you can get to us on YouTube too. Um, but it's either RP podcast or the RP podcast, um, depending on which site you're on. And, uh, we'd love to hear from you there. You can direct message us. Um, you can, uh, share on our timelines, whatever you want to do, whatever you feel comfortable with. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we just want whoever's listening to this to hopefully get something out of it, um, to, to make sense of what we're saying and and to hopefully be changed by it. And, uh, you know, as we're talking, I'm thinking of different ways that I can change too. So it starts with us wanting to change and us wanting to adhere to our own topics and our own advice. But we also want whoever's listening to be able to, to make changes in themselves the same way. So if you have something that, man, this popped up and I'm glad you guys did it, send us a message. Um, We'd love to hear from you and and hear what you're changing. Or if you've already started making changes, let us hear from you. Um, We'd love to hear from you either way. Um, but that's it for this week. we love to hear from you. We're so thankful uh, that you are listening and we will talk to you next time.